Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Embrace. It is so good to be here with you together today. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> if you are new around here, you might not know my face. I've been gone for a long three months, and now I am back. I have a beautiful baby girl who I have been spending time with and loving on, and so grateful to you guys for that gift this past few months. But I'm so excited to be back and to be together with family this morning. And welcome to each one of you here in this place. If you are visiting with us or if you're newer around here, so grateful that you're here this morning. Um, and I hope you'll get a chance to say hey to some folks here in a little bit. Um, but we have so many wonderful um, worship songs and opportunities to talk together this morning. And I hope you'll feel at home. Um, so I want to just remind you all that we have Connect cards in the pew. And I'm going to do a big sell on these because we've not been getting very many. And I feel like these are awesome. And they, they're a great way to communicate. And I just want to hear from you. And so if you have things that you would love to know about, like on the back, we have options, friends, good options here that you can check, including you want to learn about small groups or volunteering or you want to meet with a pastor. And you could even write in your own if you're really feeling creative. So use this to communicate with us. There's also an opportunity to put prayer requests on the back. And we do have a team who partners together to pray Every single week keeps those confidential, but makes it so that you are not carrying burdens alone. We believe in carrying them together around here. Um, and you can also always email prayer at embraceyourcity.com. If you've not shared your info with us, that's on the other side, and you can request to be on our email list where we send our announcement email. You can also get the printed version on the welcome tables when you come in or when you leave, and you can find out about all the stuff that's going on around here. Um, I will remind you all, youth group resumes this week. We took a little bit of a break, but we are back, and I will be there, and I am pumped. So come to youth group if you are in 6th through 12th grade. Yes, it is very exciting. Um, and so check that out. Um, I will also remind you that we have a stream going in the cafe, which is the room right across the hall from the sanctuary where there is coffee and donuts. So follow your nose to the coffee and donuts if you're looking for it. Um, and you can slip out anytime you need to and go continue to participate with the service via that stream. So if you would like a sensory break or just kind of need to regroup, feel free to do that in the cafe. Um, and then there's also no wonder room today, but there are activities at the back that you're welcome to grab and bring back to your pew. Yes, that is a wonderful opportunity this morning. Um, and then lastly, I will say if you would like to partner with us in ministry by giving this morning, you can do that in, in the building, in the boxes. There's one at the back door and one at the side over here. Um, and you can also always give online at embraceyourcity.com slash give. So without any further announcements, I will turn it over to Laban and the worship team. Good morning, everyone. I invite you to stand. Happy New Year. It's fun to kick it off with us all together, worshiping the Lord this morning. Let's prepare our hearts and minds for what the Lord has for us. Let's join in this call to worship. O oh Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Love, 
you bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken great are you lord let's sing that again you give life you are love you bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore Great 
bones will sing great and are you Nothing is able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Let us in freedom confess the wrong we have done. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your law. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We're going to take a few moments now to turn and share with a few people close to us. This is an opportunity to share what we call gratitude and lament. It's not an either or here. It's a hold them both together, as awkward as that often feels. There's room for both here in front of the Lord and together in community. So if you have something that you're celebrating this morning or you're grateful for, feel free to share that. And if you have something that is heavy or hard, feel free to share that as well. And we'll come back together in a few moments.
give you a moment just to wrap your conversations. And as you do that, I invite you to stand together. Let's continue our worship time. songs of loudest praise. They teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mountain fixed upon it, mount of God's redeeming love.
Here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. For I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so kind to me. And all the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And all it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. And I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away And all the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God your foe, still your love fought for me. You have been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. You have been so, so love of God and though it chases me down fights till I'm found leaves the 99 then I couldn't earn it and I don't deserve it still you give yourself away and though the overwhelming never ending reckless love of God and you won't climb up coming after me there's no wall you won't kick down lie you won't tear down coming after me there's no shadow you won't light up mountain you won't climb up coming after me 
There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down. You're coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, or mountain you won't climb up, you're coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. And all the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, though it chases me down, fights till I found peace and I deny. And I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. Overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, spend a few moments just in silence collecting ourselves first and then in prayer together with the Lord. He is here and present this morning. Worship is a conversation and so we're going to spend some time. If you'd like to come down and join me at the altar, I'm going to come down here to pray and it's open to you if you would like to adopt that posture of prayer as well. As we take just a moment of silence, maybe take a few deep breaths. Just become aware of the way that breath helps tension to leave your body. And allow the Holy Spirit just to fill you up with peace this morning. Gracious Father, thank you for extending the invitation for us to be with you and with together this with each other this morning. I thank you that you are always present to us, but that you help us to turn our attention to you and to become more aware of the ways that you are filling us with your life. 
God, as we come this morning, we've experienced so much in the last week. Some of us, even in the last 24 hours, will carry many things with us this morning. And we hear the call of Jesus to lay our burdens down and to carry your yoke, which is easy and light. But so many of us don't know how to do that. We've been holding on for a really long time, and our fists are kind of stuck that way. And so, God, I just pray this morning that you would just pour out your Holy Spirit in a fresh way. That you would meet us in our stuckness, and that you would meet us in our need, and that you would give us the very power that we ourselves don't have to surrender. As we think about a new year, some of us are are in new seasons and feeling the discomfort of transition. And Lord, others of us are are feeling very much in the same place we've been for too long. And we just pray for a fresh wind of your Holy Spirit in both of those places. You are the God who makes all things new. And so this morning we lay before you the things that are new and the things that we wish would be new. And we ask your blessing over both of them. God, as we're in these cold and kind of dreary winter days, we ask that you would help us to experience joy. We ask that you would give us warmth from the inside out. And Lord, I pray that for those of us who are are struggling right now, who struggle with depression, especially in this kind of weather, who struggle with anxiety, who struggle with loneliness. God, I just pray that you would minister to each of us this morning and help us to be for one another a support and a lifeline and an encouragement. Would you help make us aware of what our brother and sister next to us is going through so that we might be a listening ear and that our love might have action and flesh, and that we might be a family, and not just people who stand in a a same place on Sunday morning. God, we lift up to you the hurt in the world. We lift up terrible violence and war. We pray, come, Lord Jesus, come. We lift up the hurt in our own neighborhood and pray, come, Lord Jesus, come. And we lift up the hurt and the need and the longing in our own lives. And we pray, come, Lord Jesus, come. Lord, I pray that you would help us to learn to depend on you in new ways this year. Would you allow dependence to be our joy and not our burden? And would you just help us to experience the sweet peace of giving over the reins to you? Lord, this morning we pray that as we hear scripture and as Rick shares with us, that we would just experience you speaking to us. Lord, I I know that that is what is one of the most beautiful things about your word, is that it's alive for each of us. 
And so, God, I pray that we would have ears to hear this morning, and we would hear what you would desire to say to each of us. And then, Lord, I pray that we would be filled up and encouraged and strengthened. Even if nothing about our situation has changed this morning, I pray that something about our inner life will change. And that we might walk out of this place facing this week a little differently than we walked in here. We are grateful for all of the ways that you sustain us. And we offer ourselves to you anew this morning. And together we unite our voices to remind ourselves we're not alone. And we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Rick is going to share a word with us this morning. We've heard from him several times, but if you don't know him, he's one of our leaders around here, and especially at the gathering, and always just does such a great job sharing his heart. So thank you, Rick. I always appreciate getting applause before I start. I never know how it's going to end. but uh, So I want to tell you all that I've had an interesting 24 hours. Some of you know that my mom died on December the 12th, and we had her celebration of life yesterday. And I had the honor of speaking, of doing her service. And it was a, a, a great, a great time. And as I was heading home, I was talking to Stephanie, and there was an uneasiness that came over me. And some of you that have preached before may understand this uneasiness. You see, after last week, first of all, I want to say, Rob and Dustin, y'all did an amazing job during last week's service. And after last week's service, talking about the fact, what has God done for you? And you as a church stepped up. We were able to watch that online. It was amazing. And when I heard that, it hit me that the title of my sermon yesterday at my mom's service was Life Lessons I Learned from My Mom. And it hit me that, hey, we're talking about things we're thankful for and things that we have learned. I'll just share the same message this morning. I've heard it said, it's always interesting to tell, your, tell God your plans and see what he does with those plans. Well, the uneasiness I felt came when I said these words to Stephanie. I said, you know, this is a unique situation. I'm going to be preaching the same message on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I've never done that. But as those words came out, an uneasiness came over me. And I didn't, I, I knew where it was from, but I put it to the back of my mind. And I thought it will be fine. But at 7.30 last night, God spoke clearly. And he said, that is not the message for today. So I do as I often do. Christina has finally taught me to sit in front of my computer instead of writing this out handmade. And I sat in front of my computer and I said, okay, God, I, I literally have nothing. What is this message that you want to share? And friends, I want to tell you 
This message is for someone in here. I have no idea who you are. But this message is for you. My hope and prayer is that God will use this message, not my words, but his words to speak to you. So Christmas night, Stephanie and I flew out of Louisville to Fort Myers Beach, Florida. Stephanie's mom died this year. My mom died this year. We just needed some time away. And as often the case as we're driving to Louisville, we had just gotten out of our neighborhood. I get a notification on my phone from Southwest Airlines that says your flight has been delayed and you're going to have a really tight connection in Orlando. So I get on the phone. Stephanie said, I am a wannabe travel agent, and I get our plans changed, and everything's going fine. All our flights are late, but we get into Fort Myers about 1230 in the morning. I'm thinking, we've made it. That's all that matters. Then the fun continued. Our rental car company, I don't know if any of you all have ever rented through Turo. What you do is you rent someone's own car, and we've had great experience, except for this time. Our, the person we were renting the car from would never return my phone calls. The whole idea is they take a picture to show you where the car is in the airport parking lot. If you don't have that picture, it's a little hard to find your car. No car. I called, I texted, I did everything. I could not get any information. I called Turo. Understand, December 26th at 1245 in the morning. Someone's really excited to be working, first of all. I did find out they're in San Francisco, so it's not as late there. But they did an amazing job. They called the person. They couldn't get it. They tried to get some car. They couldn't. They finally, at 2 a.m., gave us lift tickets to car driver to take us to our condo, which was 45 minutes away. But then they said this. We can't find one. You're going to have to find one. So, again, I sat on my phone kept on going, but we finally made it to the hotel at the condo at 2 a.m. We went to the wrong building. We went up to the floor. Thankfully, the door we went to did not have a self-lock on it, or we would have entered the wrong room. We got into our room. We called Lyft the next day. They finally found us a car. They paid the $800 difference to get a car. Then they sent us to pick the car up. But as we were heading down the elevator, a text came to me that I had gotten yesterday. The owner of the condo sent these words to me. I'm really hoping the pool is open when you get there. You're in Florida. What is going on with the pool? But you see, friends, <laughs> as the elevator door opened, and remember, we got there at 3 a.m. It was pitch black. We couldn't see anything. I remembered Hurricane Ian had hit Fort Myers Beach, Florida, September of 2022. A direct hit. Category 5 hurricane. And friends, when the door opened, the reality of that storm hit us. Megan's going to show some pictures that we took of what we saw that day. As we walk out of the elevator, there's lines covered on the ground. The pool is nowhere near opened. The beautiful picture we had seen of a grass-covered lawn with trees to get to the beach is now covered in sand with only 
tree stumps standing there. You see, as we drove further and further inland, the damage continued. 14-foot storm surge came through that place. Seven miles inland, they had water damage. But then God spoke, and he said this to me. He said, Rick, your minor inconveniences of getting here pale to the terror and the horror that these people are dealing with. You see, buildings were crumbled. The remains of buildings were everywhere. It broke my heart. There were so many buildings that you could tell the owners came and said, I don't have the time or the money to fix it, and they slapped a for sale sign up. Can you imagine trying to sell a building that is completely crumbled? You saw a picture there. There were houses that were totally wiped off their foundation. And people had put campers right there. That was their home. That's where they lived. But this is where the message that God gave me last night comes in. Because as I drove, as we drove further and further, I kept hearing these words that I'm sure people had to ask during these 15 or 16 months. Where is God? And has he forgotten me? Where is God? And has he forgotten me? You see, what I've come to understand, what God showed me last night, is we're going to try to answer some of those hard questions today. The reason is, I'm pretty sure none of us in this room in Lexington, Kentucky, are going to go through a hurricane this year. But I will tell you what, friends, some of us are going to go through storms this year. And when you go through storms, questions arise and doubts come. So today, I'm hoping that we can ease the questions a little bit. Friends, I don't have all the answers. My mom, until the day she died, said, Rick, why do I have to be here? I didn't have an answer for her. But when she got to heaven, she didn't have to ask the question. The answer was abundantly clear. This side of heaven, I can't answer everything, but we will try to answer some today. So the first question is, where is God during the storm? Where is, and I've had this asked to me, where is your God during this storm? Psalms 23.4 says this, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Did you catch it? Did you hear it? You are with me. Friends, let me tell you something. Where is God during the storm? Where is God during the school shootings? Where is God during 9-11? God's right there in the midst of it. My God is not in the corner shaking in fear saying, I never saw this coming. God is right there in the midst of it with you. But I love the end part of that where it says your rod and your staff, they comfort some of y'all have been through terrible storms in the last year. And it may not have felt like God was there. But a lot of times during our storms, God sends people 
to comfort us for him. And I think we've all been in those situations where someone will step forward and someone will comfort you during that time. Friends, the other part I want you to hear is you may be that person. God may call you to comfort someone during their storms. I know John has talked about this, and I've I've said this too. Sometimes you don't know what to say. Friends, you don't have to say a word. Sometimes you can comfort someone by just being present. When Stephanie was a very young teacher and she would come home and she would tell me all the terrible things that had happened that day. Guys, I'm a fixer. So I would sit down and I'd say, all right, here's what we're going to do. A, B, C. And she finally said, Rick, I love you, but I don't need you to fix anything. Can you be quiet long enough just to listen? The answer was no, but I tried. (laughs) You see, sometimes the best way to comfort someone is just listen. You don't have to have the answers. Just listen. Just be there. I told some people my mom was born in 1938, and she had five members of her high school graduating class yesterday at her memorial service. They were there to comfort us. And it was amazing to hear the stories they told. My mom and dad went to high school together. They were a year apart. My dad was a year older. And one of my dad's former football players told me a story about my dad. And in 60 and a half years, I had never heard the story. They brought me comfort. Friends, when the storms come this year, God will give you comfort. God will send a comforter. And you may be that person. You see, I love when Scripture repeats itself in both the Old and the New Testament because I'm always not real smart, but I figure if it's in there a lot, it must be really important. This Scripture is in the Old and New Testament three different times, basically the same words. Deuteronomy 31.6 says this, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, because your Lord, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.8, the Lord himself go before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13.5 puts a little bit different way, and I love the wording of this. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So when you ask, has God forgotten The answer is, no, he has not. You see, God holds true to his promises. He will not forget you. And do you know why that is? Because he loves you. He made you. He formed you in your mother's womb. How could he ever forget you? you. The hardest day I had with my mom was three Thursdays ago. I walked in, the facility was having some COVID issues, so I walked in with the mask on. And I walked into my mom's room, and my mom and I always greeted each other with a hearty smile and a big hug. 
And I walked in and I said, hey, mom, how are you? And do you, have you ever met someone and you can tell they have no idea who you are? And they give you that blank stare. And she looked at me and she said, I'm fine. And I had to ask the hardest question I've ever asked. I said, do you know who I am? And I took my mask off thinking that would make it better. And she said, these words just broke my heart. No, sir, I've never seen you before. But you see, I knew my mom didn't forget me. The disease forgot me. But you see, we serve a perfect God. Disease does not affect our God. God will not forget who we are. I know when my mom got to heaven, she heard the words, well done, good and faithful servant. She had no idea what had gone on here because this has gone away. She's with her Savior. She's reunited with my dad. And that's what she wanted. But you see, has God forgotten me? No. He's with you. But also, I want you to know that he goes through the storm before you. You see, friends, God knows the storm we're going to go through. God's on the other side of that storm. He's already figured it out. But the thing I love about God is he doesn't just wait on the other side of the storm for you to get through it. He doesn't wait over there and say, come on over, you're going to get there. He's on the other side and he knows what the ending is. And then he gets right in the middle of the storm with you. You remember the story about the disciples in the storm? Jesus was asleep, and the storm came, and the waves rolled in, and they woke Jesus up and said, don't you care, we're going to die. And he woke up, put his arms out, and he calmed the storm. Friends, it may not feel like the storm is calming that you may be facing this year, but Jesus comes right through it to pull you out on the other side. You see, that again is a place where you will not be alone in the storm. Many of you all know that last year, a year and a half ago, I got really, really sick. And I almost died. And I told you all, I preached about that, and I said these words, I said, I could not pray for some reason. I couldn't pray. I was in the middle of the biggest storm of my life, and I couldn't pray. And Christ was right there with me. But you know who got me through that storm? Every one of you all in here who prayed for me. You joined me in that effort, and you pulled me through. And when I say I could not pray, I'm not saying I couldn't think of the words to pray. I finally realized I was so busy trying to live that I couldn't pray. But, oh, I felt the prayers. I heard the prayers of you folks. So, again, as you go through your storm, you're not forgotten. But what I do want to tell you is if you go through the storm, 
and you don't let anyone know, we can't help you. You've got to let people know when you're going through your storm. You may think no one cares. You're wrong. We care. It's not embarrassing to go through a storm. And tell people, I'm a prime example of that. And I didn't ask for help. It's a situation I don't talk about very often. I was a dentist for 30 years. I closed my practice because of the lack of finances. Not only that, I had serious, serious tax trouble. I, which included Stephanie, unfortunately, I lost everything. I lost our house. I lost everything that was in our house. I lost everything. The government took it all. At that time, I was too embarrassed not to ask for help. There was nothing anyone could do. But I was too embarrassed to ask for people to pray for me because I had messed up royally. But I had a few friends. Back in the day, they used to post those things in the newspaper. And I had a few friends that I guess I'm glad they were voyeurs and they wanted to look in the newspaper to see whose house had been taken from them. But I had a few friends who called me and said, Rick, we're praying for you. What I want, to he- want you to hear, though, is don't feel sorry for me because the best thing that ever happened to me was losing everything. Because when I lost everything, I had to trust in God only. And I did not do that up to that point. So you see, friends, when you're going through your storms, don't be embarrassed to tell others about it. If someone judges you, I hate to say it like this, but they weren't really your friend anyhow. They need to love you through your storm. You know, although Stephanie and I saw a lot of mass destruction, we, Stephanie and I walk every day on the beach. That's just what we do. We love the beach. And even though this beach was just destroyed, we could still walk about three miles in each direction. Every day we would walk three miles up one way and three miles back, the same thing the next day in the opposite direction. In all that time, we saw one other high-rise condominium building that was open. But an amazing thing happened. We started seeing here and there houses that looked like they were untouched by the storm. They weren't new houses. They weren't just being built after the storm. You could tell they had been there through the storm. And i tell you what, it was really weird. And as Stephanie and I walked and talked, this story from the Bible came to mind. Matthew 7, 24 through 27 says these words, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the stream rose, and the winds blew against that house, and it fell with a great crash. 
You see, we came to realize that those houses and that one building are still standing because they were built to survive a hurricane. They were built to survive a storm. And that's what they did. But you see, if you hear nothing else today, I want you to hear this. None of us know if or when a storm's going to come. But friends, we can start now. The first Sunday of 2024, we can start preparing for that storm. And if you look back on what I just read, the way we prepare for that is we figure out what our foundation in life is built upon. Are you firmly planted on the rock? Is your faith in Jesus Christ, is he your foundation? Because you see, what we noticed about these houses is they stood on the same pillars as other houses that were blown off their foundation. But they were built with solid cement. I know nothing about building, but I know that with the cement, there's rebar inside that they pour more cement inside that keeps on building it. They were built on a solid foundation. Well, let me ask you another question. Is your foundation built on that shifting sand? That shifting sand that this world tells you is strong enough to withstand the storm? Are you loosely tethered to something that's not going to stand in the storm? You saw a picture or two up there of boats that are still sideways. They weren't tethered strongly enough to the dock. We were eating lunch one day at a place two miles away from the beach, and I looked over Stephanie's shoulder, and I said, oh, mine. She's like, what are you looking at? She turned around. There was literally a speedboat in a tree. 25 feet off the ground, just stuck there. Again, someone didn't tie that boat up correctly, and that boat was left in a forest of trees. You see, when the storm comes, it's not the time to figure out what's your foundation. It's too late by then. Your foundation must be settled before the storm comes. The hard question we all have to answer this morning is, what are we building our foundation on? Is your foundation on the one who can withstand the storm? Or is your foundation on shifting sand that will give way when the storm waters rise? Now, my hope and prayer is that if I preach the first Sunday of next year, that we can all say, Rick, your sermon was useless. We had no storms. That would be the best answer to prayer we could ever have. But I'm smart enough to know that that's not the case. As I look out upon you, brothers and sisters, I love all of you dearly. 
And it breaks my heart to know that we will face storms this year. Set your foundation on the rock, my friends. Let others know that you're going through storms. Jesus promises he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. Never, ever let anyone try to tell you that Jesus forgot about you during the storm. Talked to one man. Our final Lyft driver was taking us to the airport. He's a retired gentleman from New Jersey, and we just asked him about the storm. He said, this is my first storm I've ever been through. And he said, I live seven miles inland. And he said, the day before, well, actually, he said four days before, because the thing I didn't tell you about Hurricane Ian, it was forecasted 48 hours before to go 120 miles north of Fort Myers Beach. Everyone thought they were safe, but it turned. But he told me, he said, I've only lived here for two years. We've never had a hurricane. He said, I talked to my next-door neighbor who's lived here for 37 years. And he said, I'm so glad I didn't listen to him. I thought, what's this story going to be? His neighbor told him these words. Don't worry about it. They never get hurricane forecasts right. And even if they do, it will never get this far inland. He told us the water got a half an inch from his raised first door, first floor apartment. But the thing I love the most about it is, he said, but then an amazing thing happened. As the water almost leapt over, it started to recede. I said, my friend, got a pretty good idea what happened. And he said these words, yes. Prayers were answered. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Rick, for sharing that message with us this morning. I, I agree with Rick that this is going to be a hard year. 2024 will bring uh, lots of challenges, heartache and loss and pain. There will also be joys. There will be good stuff that happens too. And you know, I, I have a hard time uh, wrestling right now with why bad things happen, why people who pray, some prayers are answered and some don't seem to be answered. I have a hard time making any sense of all the suffering and devastation that we see all around us all the time. Some of the most horrific things we could ever imagine are happening right now on this very day in parts of our world. And I have a hard time knowing, uh, answering that question Rick is trying to, to wrestle with this morning about where is God in the midst of all of this. And the thing I keep coming back to is, is basically what Rick is sharing, that God is, God is here, God is walking with us. Um, even though our journeys are so difficult um, and so stressful and hard sometimes, that God is walking with us through it and even suffering alongside of us um, and even falling down with us uh, when, we, when we trip up and have a hard time. And communion is a reminder of that for me, that God is with us on our journey. The whole season of Christmas, 
that we've just come out of is a reminder to me that God is not far off, but God is near. And communion reminds me every single week that God is a God who is not afraid of the messiness and the brokenness that is there with us in the midst of all the tragedies that we face. And so um, let's try to walk with Jesus this year as we go through uh, the next few weeks and, and months and uh, as we face all sorts of things that are going to cause crazy anxiety and stress for us, that we would let Jesus walk with us through it and, and let that be our foundation um, as we move through. Let me just pray for a moment, and then we'll share communion together. God, thank you for this morning. God, I'm thankful for being back here uh, at this church that has shaped me and formed me and, and changed my life and so many others. And I'm so grateful for this community and the the joy that we feel when we're together, uh, the inspiration and the, the, the resolve and the perseverance that we feel when we're together uh, that helps sustain us, God, on this journey that we're on. We thank you, Lord, that, that you are with us in spirit, but you're also with us through all these people here as we journey together, as we're walking together on this journey with you as our guide and our friend. Help us to be reminded of that, to know that you walk each step with us. Lord, I pray that we would have the courage and the willingness to invite you into our journey this morning, that we would invite you in to walk with us um, as we go through all the ups and downs of the upcoming weeks and months. Pray, God, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on this bread and juice. Whatever folks at home have set aside for this purpose, we pray that you would pour out your Spirit upon these common things, that they would make an impact in our lives and do something extraordinary for us this morning, that we would feel your power and your presence in our spirits, in our bodies, in this building, in this space and community right now. And God, we would leave here uh, feeling less alone, being reminded, God, as, as we face storms and challenges and stress, that, God, you're going to be there walking with us through it all journeying with us on this, this thing we call life that we're all trying to figure out. We thank you that there is grace for the journey, that there is love, that there is peace. Lord, we need you so much. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to invite those who are helping me serve communion to come on up this morning. If y'all just give me a moment, uh, I'll prepare everything, and then I'll invite you up in just a minute. embrace we take communion by just forming two lines down the center aisle as you come forward just have your hands open to receive the bread your server will tear the bread off for you they'll dip it in the cup for you and then they'll place it in your hand we do have kleenex if you need that we do have gluten-free options uh, if you need that just let your server know and finally we do have pre-packaged communion in the back um, if you'd rather just go back there if you want to avoid the crowds during this winter season that's okay as well but all are invited to join us. You don't have to be a member of our church. You don't have to have 
all this figured out. If you want to know Jesus more, then I believe his arms are open to you. Um, So you're invited to come and share communion with us as we uh, close our service together. Oh, I know you'll come where I'm hiding When I feel alone in the dark and I'm crying Oh, I know you'll come here to meet me If I've given up and I fall apart Can I fall on you? If I've given up and to fall apart, can I fall on you? Oh, I know you'll come where I'm hiding. When I feel alone in the dark and I'm crying. Oh, I know you'll come here to meet me. If I've given up. And I fall apart, can I fall on you? If I've given up and I fall apart, can I fall on you? so long since I saw the light I can hardly remember what it's like to be wild and free to be born again to feel the warmth of the sun on my skin oh I know you come where I'm hiding when I feel alone in the dark and I'm crying. No, I know you'll come here to meet me. If I've given up and I fall apart, can I fall on you? If I've given up and I fall apart, can I fall on you? build walls to hide my heart cause I feel safer in the dark oh I've run so far from myself and I hardly remember what you saw when you looked at me when thought of me when you gave me eyes to see the way you see Lord I know you'll come where I'm hiding 
when I feel alone in the dark and I'm crying, and oh, I know you will come here to meet me. If I've given up and I fall apart, can I fall on you? If I've given up and I fall apart, can I fall on you? Oh, I know you'll come where I'm hiding When I feel alone in the dark and I'm crying And oh, I know you'll come here to meet me If I've given up and I fall apart Can I fall on you? If I've given up and I fall apart can I fall on you? No, oh, I know you come where I'm hiding. When I feel alone in the dark and I'm crying. If I've given up and I fall apart, can I fall on you? If I've given up and I fall apart, can I fall on you? If I've given up and I fall apart, can I fall on you? If I've given up and I fall apart, can I fall on you? Amen. I would like to close by reading a quote from Thomas Merton. And it's, I think, a great, uh, a great prayer uh, to pray as we begin this new year. So you may want to close your eyes just so you can hear these words and receive them this morning and let them be your prayer as well. My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I'm following your will does not mean I'm actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope that I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, will I trust you always, though. I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Amen. If y'all would stand together for the benediction. May the love of God the Father the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen. Go in God's peace. We'll see you next week.